Welcome to Value Investor TV podcast. This is the podcast that helps you grow your wealth and become financially independent. My name is Beko and my partner, Hari Radhakrishnan. Welcome everybody to episode 21. Man, second decade <laughs> of the podcast. Welcome to our second decade, everybody. Okay, in this episode, we're going to talk about the we're going to talk about valuation, operational and financial ratio overview. In the next three episodes, we'll talk about those ratios in, in, in detail. But in this episode, we're going to do the overview. Before we do that, as always, let's do a quick reminder of what we talked about. Remember in the, in the, in the previous episode, we talked about how all the three financial statements we talked about, they're all linked together. And we ran through an example of, okay, let's buy a, a cart, I think we said. Let's mm -hmm. buy a cart, our hot dog stand. What happens to our three financial statements? You know, how has income statement changed? How has cash flow changed? And how has balance sheet changed? Yep. We talked about that in the last episode. In this episode, like I said, we'll do a quick overview of all the financial ratios, operational ratios, and valuation ratios. So let's start with that. So why don't you define for us, Hari, mm -hmm. valuation ratio. What is it? So typically when you have a valuation ratio, you are looking at you're now incorporating the price and then you're using some metrics either on the income statement, balance sheet, cash flow statement to identify how cheap the business is. And so, I mean, this is the Value Investor TV podcast. So, you know, we're going to start talking about valuation very soon and that's going to be the, the fundamental for how we evaluate businesses. So, you know, the thing that the way I kind of look at it is these ratios are good for identifying what something is worth pretty quickly, but it, it doesn't give you the final answer. Right. So it, it may give you a no, but it doesn't necessarily give you a yes yeah. for an investment, right? And so you got to kind of start here and then use that as a like as just a like how cheap does this look, right? And then you can look at it over time. You know how does how does that compare? So, but as in essence, it's taking the price. And, and applying some other metrics like earnings, uh, book value, uh, cash flow, sales, um, and, and so on into the into the metric. Yeah. And we'll talk about that more in the next episode. Yeah. But oh, I mean, Akari like said, valuation ratio is basically to determine how cheap this is. Right. And I think a lot of people have this false notion that, okay, let's say a, a per stock, let's say a share price is $100 yeah. for a company, for a company A, and for company B, share price is, let's say, $10. Right. People think that oh yeah, ten dollars is so much cheaper. Yeah, but that's that's a very false notion that a lot of people have, and I yes. think we need to correct that. Maybe you can uh, talk a little more about, a little more about that. Yeah. So the absolute price doesn't have any impact. Doesn't tell you how cheap or expensive something is, right? There are plenty of stocks that are you know in the trading in the less than a dollar range that are too expensive because they're probably worth nothing, right? And then there are plenty of stocks like. You know, in you know Berkshire Hathaway has, hasn't split its shares in since Warren Buffett took over, um, and you know it's trading in the hundreds of thousands of dollars per share, right? But all that means is is that you know that doesn't tell you anything about expensive versus cheap. What it tells you is that's the price, and you have to take that into account relative to other value you know value metrics, um, because in essence. As we said very early on, the purpose of a company is to provide profit to the owners, right? 
And if that profit, if I'm getting a dollar of profit from, uh, you know, from some business that I own, and I'm getting a dollar of profit in a second business that I own, right? Or I'm I'm looking to purchase these two businesses. Let's say, am I going to pay ten dollars for one or fifteen dollars for another? Well, the answer to that depends on a lot of different factors, right? One is, you know, is it how quickly is it growing? How stable are those earnings, and so on, right? But if if all else being equal, why would you pay ten for one and fifteen for another, right? And the answer is you wouldn't. You would always try and pay the lower price, right? And so that has a huge impact on this, and that's why we have to start using some metrics like this. Exactly. So the absolute value of of the ticket price, of the stock price itself, doesn't really mean much. And I think right. a lot of people have that false notion. Yeah. And so I just wanted to point point, it that, point that out. Yeah. Okay. And, and I, I want to mention one more thing uh, while you were talking about that. Remember in the very beginning when we i think it was episode two where we talked about what is va- what is value investing right value investing is buying something for cheap and so this valuation ratio will will kind of get you towards that end so you buy something at a cheap cheaper price and again going back to what i just said earlier the absolute value of per per share price doesn't really mean much it doesn't really ch- tell you yep. how cheap it is relative to its uh, intrinsic value Right, and it, it also doesn't necessarily tell you. I mean, we should be very careful about saying that this is a this is definitely not the end for your valuation exercise, right? But it may be a beginning point to to take a closer look. Right. Uh, so so even though this is a good metric, it's more of a rule of you know rule of thumb kind of thing. Like I can tell, you know, that this is relatively cheap, but let me dig further in and see if it's actually cheap. Right. Whereas it's oh, this is clearly too expensive. Right. You know. Okay, so that was the valuation ratio. Again, I wanted to do. I wanted to just tell you guys. So there are three ratios that we want to talk about. I mentioned in the beginning, valuation ratio, which is just what we talked about. Operational ratio is what we're going to talk about next, and then the third is financial ratio. So let's cover operational ratio, Hardy. So operational ratios, we've kind of hinted at a little bit when we talked about the income statement for some of them, but. You know, to to give you an idea of what that is, is it, these are operating metrics for the business that tell you things like what is their gross margin? What is the if I sell a uh, hundred dollars worth of goods, how much does it? How much is the cost of goods sold? Uh, you know, uh, for those goods that tells me my gross margin, right? And you know, and then you you know, when we get into this, what you'll see is you're really looking for gross operating net profit margins, those those kind of numbers tell you how efficiently the business operates um, with regard to, you know, how much money from each dollar of sales translates into profit. Um, it also tells you how profitable the company is itself. And so that to me is the most important, actually more important than in some ways than valuation metrics is um, if I'm a business owner, what I want to own is not any business. I want to own the best businesses, right? And that's, you know, this is kind of where value investing splits into two different camps. One is purely based on what is, you know, the valuation ratios, value, you know, uh, but then there's also an an inherent value in having a great business because a great, great business will have a long runway to continue to grow and so on. And so evaluating the operating characteristics actually gives you an understanding of how well is this business run? And so I'm the owner of the business. 
if I can buy a company that is more profitable than another, right? It, like we were going back to that price to earnings ratio, um, you know, and we said, you know, if I can buy one that's t- trading for 10 times earnings versus 15 times earnings, well, I may want to pay for the one that's 15 times earnings because it's a lot more profitable. And that means that it could, could potentially grow a lot faster, right? Right. And the one that is a price to earnings of 10, well, it may be at 10 because, you know, the whole, the, you know, the, the, the boat sinking, right? And so, you know, you have to look at all of these in in the context of what is the business, how is the business operating? Because mm-hmm. if you don't, what you will find is you will find a lot of cheap stocks, you know, on a PDE-PE ratio or some other valuation metric. But then when, when you start digging in, you'll realize that they're probably justified because they're just lousy businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to mention uh, one more thing, one, one quick thing. Uh, because I think people might get this confused when you when we say valuation ratio or operational ratio, and when Hari says valuation metrics, operational metrics, we're talking about the same thing. Yep. So ratio metrics characteristics. I think that's another word that you use. We're talking about the same thing. Right. Just so you guys understand. So the reason why it's called ratio and metrics is because rate all these things that we're going to talk about in in, in future episodes. Valuation metrics, operational metrics—they're all quotients. They're all ratio-based. Yep. So denominator and numerator—that's all there is. So just just for clarity's sake. Yep. Okay. So that is operational ratio. How efficiently it's a measurement of how efficiently a company is is operating. Yep. Let's move on to the third one, which is financial ratio. What does that tell us, Ari? So these are financial metrics to tell you. <coughs> you know, uh, what is the financial health of the company, right? And so when you look at it from a perspective of um, what is their relative level of debt to equity, could kind of tell you, like, um, you may be looking at how much cash do they have relative to their their uh, their debt so that they can, you know, how much can they pay off? How much free cash flow can they generate? Because that money will now need to be used to pay off debt, so these these metrics will you know kind of give you an understanding of you know our, our first job as investors is to make sure that the business is going to remain solvent for the future right um, we have to protect against downside risk and so downside risk is you know a company may have a great operating business but if it is too much debt eventually it's going to cut into your profit you know and and I mean there, you know, history is littered with these examples. You know, Sears is one of those, where the company was actually very doing very well, but just took on more and more debt as it took on more and more, you know, responsibilities, and then that debt meant that they had to pay off all of their debt before they could reinvest in the business. And so ultimately, what happens is, this was true of Toys R Us. This was true of Sears. Um, you know, just to name two examples you've probably heard of, but this happens all the time. You know, there are a lot of companies that, you know, especially in the last 10 years, what they did was interest rates went low, debt was very cheap, and they just borrowed like crazy. And then by doing so, what they did was they were expecting growth was going to be sufficient to pay off all their debt. And that's certainly what they told their debtors. And then what they found is that even in these in the in the best of times when the economy is doing well, they're not able to pay it off. So you want to be able to look at those metrics and be able to understand. Because I think I've seen this a lot that a lot of people say company A is going to do well, company B is not going to do as well. 
but they don't they don't pay pay attention to the financial metrics. Company B actually does fine because they're fiscally solvent. Company A falls apart uh, because they're just taking on a lot of debt, and then they don't have any way of paying it off. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these things are you know, it, it's certainly not going to make you buy in a uh, company, but it could make you stop. Yeah, you know, make you stay away from that company. Yeah, and and that's kind of what we we have to do is you know we should be very reluctant to buy any company um, and we should be very reluctant to sell once we do buy that company and the reason for that is you know there should be a significant amount of effort put into every investment decision and that effort should answer a lot of the questions and these metrics help you identify those and you know in future uh, talks we'll talk about using a checklist uh, which is something that's been popularized by a lot of different uh, value investment folks um, and on that checklist, what you would say is, does it meet, you know, these fiscal solvency, you know, kind of deals? Because if it doesn't, then it doesn't matter how good the business is. It'll just eventually run out of money. Yeah. Stay away from it. Yeah. I also look at these to figure out and, and basically a financial ratio basically tells you the financial health of the company. It tells you the capital mix of the company also. Yeah. So how much. So let's say a company is made up of $10,000. The invested capital, so the invested capital in the company is ten thousand dollars. Is it, you know, is it fifty percent equity, fifty percent debt, or how yeah. how much is it? And financial ratio helps you figure that out, right? And um, and that helps you kind of contextualize the company. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, let's move on to what you know. We as we were talking about these ratios, valuation, operational, and financial ratios, we. We did mix in in our discussion why these ratios are important, yep. right? But I think it would be a good opportunity here to talk about, kind of summarize why these are important and the use cases for these ratios in our in the investment process. So tell us about that, Hari. So why are these ratios – so the question is, why are these ratios important and how are they used? So, you know, when you what you want to do is when you look at these ratios, first of all, I, I want to be – very clear about about this. These are not the the only thing that you should look at, right? This is just part of the entire story. And so the numbers that you see here may look good, but you want to be able to look at them over a historical period. You know, have they been able to maintain this number for three years? Um, you know, if they look good. Or maybe it looks bad one year because of, you know, but there's a story behind every number and every decision that the company makes. And so you should really look at the numbers in context with what is the company's initiatives? What are they trying to do? You know, companies may not be as profitable as you would like them to be because they're investing heavily in growth. And in the future, they expect, you know, a big uh, uptick in uh, operating margins or net margins or return on equity. Um, So you want to pay attention to that. Um, You want to look at also, um, you know, the, uh, you know, industries have different, you know, operating metrics, right? So if you look at a company like Costco, you know, their net margin is like one or 2%. Whereas a tech company like Google, it's going to be much higher, 15, 20%. They're just different industries. That doesn't mean that Google is a better company than Costco. And so you have to look at it within the context of the industry too, right? And so, you know, they operate in different businesses. They have different cash flow uh, uh, setups. They have different 
financial structures. Yep. So you can't just say apples and oranges, you know, that, you know, and compare. Um, so, you know, look at it within the industry context. And then that allows you to compare companies within an industry and just kind of see. Now, you have to be careful about that um, because not every company has exactly the same business as another business in that industry. But if, you know, if they operate in similar, similar spaces, you know, why is one company more profitable than another? And why is one company, you know, able to get higher margins? Well, I mean, they may be able to do things more cheaply and that may actually lead to, you know, these, the moat concept that we've, you know, we've kind of talked about the competitive advantages. Um, but I think the the other thing that you can do that's really important is you can compare these metrics within the company year over year. And you can see, okay, they initiated some marketing strategy or they initiated some uh, cost-cutting strategy. What, did, what were the out- actual outcomes of that? And how did that affect the year over year progress of the company? And, you, you know, there's a lot of, um, a lot of CEOs who come in put in as, uh, you know, hired guns for, you know, a new, you know, a a struggling business. They're brought in and they say, I'm going to do this because this is our main problem. And then what you want to see is how did that actually change the bottom line? How did it change the operating metrics? And if you are, if you can see that, what that tells you is also, it gives you an insight into what the, how the management of the company thinks, right? That's to me is the most important part of this is that if management is targeting certain metrics and those metrics are, you know, uh, they make sense, right? You know, <clears throat> then that's a good thing for you as a as an owner to to focus on, right? And see how are they meeting those targets. Um, you know, if they're saying that we're going to improve return on equity above fifteen percent and they're at ten percent, you can you can track that progress and you can see three years ago they started mentioning that, and then two years ago they just stopped talking about it. Well, that should tell you that they couldn't meet the target, and so they walked away from it, right? And, and then they just didn't mention it anymore. And, you know, that happens quite often. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and, and you know, I, I will say that I also see a lot of CEOs who are really, really good who, you know, this is my target. I'm not buying a company. I'm not doing anything uh, unless it hits, you know, this certain metric. And when it does hit that metric, I'm all over it. And so I, I love to see that, you know, uh, in businesses. So the the ratios are really good for you to understand and how they, you know, but it also helps you understand and evaluate uh, the performance of the executives, you know, and the management of the company. Yeah. Just to really quickly summarize there. So this, these ratios are really, really important in valuation, uh, in, in valuating company and in invest in investing process. And uh, it's important to understand these ratios in the context of the industry that this company, that a company that you're interested in is, is playing in. It's also important to understand itself throughout time. So in 2017, the operating ratio was this. In 2018, the operating ratio was this. So you can see how the company progresses over time. And as a corollary to that, you can see the management's focus on a particular valuation, valuation or operation, operational financial ratios. Yep. So, if, uh, for example, a company that I look at, that I looked at, maybe like six months ago, seven months ago, Voya Financials. The CEO is very much, the management is very much focused on return on equity, which yep. is which is an operating ratio that we'll talk about. Um, we'll, we'll talk about in the future episodes. But <clears throat> and and f- to be 
just to add to that, for a company, Voya is a financial asset management uh, uh, company. For them, return on equity is actually the appropriate measure for what they're doing. And so uh, I would agree with the CEO that's the right measure for them to look at. Mm-hmm. And I and the CEO is the CEO doing the right things um, for that business mm. uh, by look, you know, by you know targeting low return on equity businesses and getting rid of them mm. so you know those are the kind of things that you want to uh pay attention to right okay uh anything else you want to add here Harry, before we yeah close just out the episode? you know one one other thing about this is you can also break out companies by segment oh yeah within a company you know they may operate in two or three different business segments or more uh, and you can see different operating metrics within the business. Oh, yeah. And and sometimes what you'll see is that a company's CEO will say, you know, we have this business that is generating, you know, some profit for us, but it's costing us a lot of money and it's dragging down bottom line earnings. So we are going to, you know, let that shutter over a three-year period. Um, and so what, what you hear when you see these companies talk about that stuff is um, – you know, this that's a very important measurement for, for, you know, to look at within the segments of the business, see what those operating metrics. And sometimes they'll they'll actually list it in the annual report, sometimes not. Yeah. But you can always calculate it if you know how to do so. Mm. And then that can tell you how well something is operating. And that segment also may be geographic, like the United States may have better operating metrics than, you know, Europe. And so, you know, maybe they should invest more in the U.S. instead of Europe, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. I also imagine, just to add to that, I imagine in a big conglomerate like GE, for example, you have so many verticals of businesses, and all these businesses have very unique, distinct characteristics that yeah. you need to break it out into different segments right. to really properly evaluate. Yeah, exactly. So, <clears throat> that very, that very, very important point right there. Okay, so that closes out our episode twenty-one valuation operational financial ratio introduction. Yep. And in future episodes, we'll talk about those individually. Uh, Thank you for joining us, and please subscribe to our podcast. Thank you, and see you on the next episode.